into it and smiling gratefully up at him. You couldn't hang about if you wanted a table at the Manhattan bar. Maggie Phillips paused outside the doors of the Manhattan bar, put down her bulky carrier bag full of bright stuffed toys, and pulled unceremoniously at the maternity tights wrinkling around her legs. Three more weeks, she thought, giving a final tug. Three more weeks of these bloody things. She took a deep breath, reached for her carrier bag again, and pushed at the glass door. As soon as she got inside, the noise and warmth of the place made her feel faint. She grasped for the wall and stood quite still, trying not to lose her balance as she blinked away the dots in front of her eyes. Are you all right, my love? inquired a voice to her left. Maggie swiveled her head and, as her vision cleared, made out the kindly face of the coat check lady. I'm fine, she said, flashing a tight smile. Would you like a nice drink of water? No, really, I'm fine. As if to emphasize the point, she began to struggle out of her coat, self-consciously aware of the coat check lady's appraising gaze on her figure. For pregnancy wear, her black lycra trousers and tunic were about as flattering as you could get. But still, there it was, right in front of her, wherever she moved. A bump the size of a helium balloon. Maggie handed over her coat and met the coat lady's gaze head on. If she asks me when it's due, she thought, I swear I'll smother her with Tinky Winky. When's it due? The 25th of April, said Maggie brightly. Three weeks to go. Got your bag packed. Don't want to leave it too late, do you? Maggie's skin began to prickle. What bloody business was it of anyone's whether she'd packed her bag or not? You're first, is it? The lady added, with no hint of interrogation in her voice. So it's that obvious, thought Maggie. It's that clear to the rest of the world that I, Maggie Phillips, or Mrs. Drakeford, as I'm known at the clinic, have barely ever touched a baby, let alone given birth to one. Yes, it's my first. Maggie! A voice interrupted her, and she wheeled round. Candace's round, cheerful face smiled back at her. I thought I saw you. I've nabbed a table. Well done. Maggie followed Candace through the throng, aware of the path her unwieldy bulk created, the curious glances following her. No one else in the bar was pregnant. Okay. Candace had reached the table and was carefully pulling out a chair for her. Biting back a retort that she wasn't ill, Maggie sat down. Shall we order, said Candace, or wait for Roxanne? Oh, I don't know, Maggie gave a grumpy shrug. Better wait, I suppose. Are you okay? asked Candace curiously. Maggie sighed. I'm fine. I'm just sick of being pregnant, being prodded and patted and treated like a freak. A freak? Candace said in disbelief. Maggie, you look fantastic. Listen, Maggie, there's a girl across the road from me who's pregnant at the moment. I tell you, if she saw the way you look, she'd throw up in jealousy. Maggie laughed. Candace, I adore you. You always say the right things. It's true. Candace reached for the cocktail menu. Come on, let's have a look anyway. Roxanne won't be long.
Roxanne Miller stood in the ladies' room of the Manhattan Bar, leaned forward and carefully outlined her lips in cinnamon-colored pencil. She pressed them together, then stood back and studied her reflection critically, starting, as she always did, with her best features. Good cheekbones. Nothing could take away your cheekbones. Blue eyes, a little bloodshot. Skin tanned from three weeks in the Caribbean. Nose still long, still crooked. Bronzy blonde hair tumbling down from a beaded comb in her hair. Tumbling a little too wildly, perhaps. Roxanne reached into her bag for a hairbrush and began to smooth it down. She was dressed, as she so often was, in a white T-shirt. In her opinion, nothing in the world showed off a tan better than a plain white T-shirt. She put away her hairbrush and smiled, impressed by her own reflection in spite of herself. Then, behind her, a lavatory flood.